You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. The process to get today's show started has absolutely been unbelievable. It's been crazy today as Doug ha- and we have talked about. The studio now looks completely different. I'm outside and free. I'm free to spread my wings and... You guys went through my puberty stage yesterday. I am now free enough to where I'm not going to be clumsy and have a bad physical podcast today. Mentally, still, it's a possibility, but physically, I'm going to have a good one. So now, as Doug tries to set everything up for the Seller Die podcast and all the media going on with Gittimer.com Productions, we have to try to set this up and try to test the new setup out, even outside of the studio. No lie, Doug and Nada have tried to fix different audio problems that we've had, different setup problems that we've had, probably about 10 to 15 times where it involved them getting up and in the most tedious of get-ups, right? Like almost changing the channel on your TV without a remote. It's just not been a very long distance that Doug has had to travel, but you've had to get up from your seat about 10 to 15 times to try to make this thing get right today. Well, this show is a guinea pig for a lot of what I do outside of this show, Uh, As much as I love this show, I'm really just using it to enrich myself. And get filthy rich. That's right. So today is hopefully going to go a lot better than how it started, or at least how we tried to get started here. I was accused of being a diva, just pointing out simple things. Oh, no, 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 no. You absolutely were. How was I a diva? I was trying to make sure everything was right with the show, and we're not as set up, so not as in the studio right now. We're actually outside of the studio on a table where... It's it's exactly like a radio studio should be set up, essentially. Not yeah. as behind the glass. It only took me five years to get it that way. <laughs> Give me another five. See what happens. It took us five years to get this show started. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can find the show handle on most social media platforms at Locked On Hornets. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson LOH. And you heard the voice of Nada, who is in for Fire Friday. He's on Twitter at Nada Describe. Doug, it seemed like you had a complaint or something. Well, I want to go back to you being a diva because you are a diva. You're the pod dad, but you're also, you know, professional radio guy, ESPN 730. Tune in, the wake up call, great show. And you walk in here and you look down on, on us podcast producers. <laughs> oh, we are simply here to serve your every need because you work in a professional environment. All I wanted to do was see Nada's beautiful face, and he's behind the studio where there's a couple of computers in front of me where I can still only see half of Nada's face, but it will suffice because I didn't want to risk myself getting called a diva again. There's a good half? Yeah. There is. I'm looking at it, Nada. Smoky eyes. (laughs) Don't be so down on yourself. I'm looking at it right now. Now, here's the thing, though. Because for the people that don't understand, we'll take you a little bit more behind the curtain. So I have my normal chair that I like sitting in and hiding behind here when I have to actually work. Now, Walker's like, can you go get a higher chair? I want to see half your face. <laughs> I want to talk to you. I don't want it to be like a phoner. Isn't that a common complaint in, in workplaces? Like if you switched someone's chair, you have you have committed an ultimate sin. Like oh. People get so accustomed to to how their workplace is set up and especially how their chair feels. Well, then you have the passive-aggressive battle of every time they get up and go do something, you switch chairs, and then that's the fight for eternity. Well, because there's always a good chair. 
right? And and everyone knows what the good chair is, and everyone also knows what the bad chair is, and it's yes. a game of sort of keep away, like, oh my god, I gotta get in early so no one gets my good chair, and I don't get stuck with the bad chair. And I gotta tell you, I guess being a diva myself, I've never had a bad chair in these studios. My chair is always the good one. I appreciate you guys. Well, it has to be. I mean, we gotta keep you <laughs> around because we don't want to lose you to you know some other better podcast (laughs) what's the better one what's the better locked on what team am i going up a market here i'll I'll, I'll call this one home plus you guys take care of me very well locked on pacers we don't want (laughs) to lose you to your other fan allegiance or locked on colts or something like that i'm coming for tony east job watch out tony i'm coming for you let's talk about the charlotte hornets here i guess this is the locked on hornets podcast zach lowe comes out with the 10 things he doesn't like and he does like it's a weekly article a lot of people pay attention to it it's very good he comes up with clips puts those in the article and somewhat frequency or somewhat frequently i should say you'll have the hornets in there mentioned every once in a while yeah and the 10 things he doesn't like usually. it's usually the things that he doesn't like but actually There's a positive thing that he has about the Hornets. Later on, it's about what the Hornets should do, but mostly it's positive. So it shows up as mmm bacon. He's excited about Dwayne Bacon. So I'll read it, and then we'll react to each paragraph first. So Charlotte pulled something unusual and never officially surrendering surrendering in the playoff chase while still shifting minutes to Miles Bridges and Dwayne Bacon at the expense of Jeremy Lamb and Nicholas Batum. In parentheses, Lowe says, prediction, Batum is not in Charlotte next season. I would peg a Batum departure as even more likely if Kimba Walker resigns. That's Whoa. something we have not talked about. We have talked about the possibility of Nick Batum being off of this team, even as soon as yesterday's podcast. But we also agree that what team is going to be knocking at the door saying, hey, is there any way we can get Nick Batum? It seemed like one of the only ways to do so would be for a salary dump where we're also giving up a first-round pick. And at some point, it was just the right thing to do to just wait it out so you don't have to give up any assets. If Kimball Walker re-signs, it would make sense to get rid of Nick Batum in any situation because the contract is so bad. Yeah. Financially, it makes sense to get rid of him. And even to a certain extent, I think people that have a problem with his basketball ability, regardless of the contract, certainly have had certain games that are part of their evidence. But Nick Batum being off of this team makes a lot of sense. I'm just I'm a little shocked to see that statement. I would peg a Batum departure as even more likely if Kimba Walker re-signs. I, how, do you have to just get rid of a first round to do it? And you think Mitch Kupchak would pull the trigger on that? Well, and so it's it's what are you reading into that analysis there? That's probably, you know, knowing Zach Lowe, he is inside with all of these organizations. He probably does have something yeah. cooking in the back of his head that he that he can't you know, just outright put in an article, but you have to like read into that and think, is this completely financial? As you said, where if you do resign Kimba, you've got to find some way to free up some dollars in order to, to put a contender around Kimba Walker or, and I'm not, I don't want to speculate, but let's speculate. Oh and, yeah. Let's get wild. It's fire Friday, man. Hey, can we, do we, do we pull up the hot take machine? Is this hot taking machine worthy or not? Okay, yeah, sure. All right, let's do There's it. A, yeah, there, uh, I gotta, there we go. I'm a diva dog. I want these things. I, I, I challenge anybody in this country. <laughs> yeah, let's first address that. You just... you just. Why would you took, talk over the hot take machine? You basically took the show over because you were a diva and you have to have everything exactly as you wanted. That's fine. All right, I'll give you the hot take. Kimba Walker is a competitive force in this league 
And in this franchise, he is bleeding, sweating, dying every night in and out on the court. And you can't tell me he looks at a guy like Nick Batum and thinks, this is the guy that I want right beside me. So he's going after a star then? I mean, maybe that wasn't, that was kind of a still, maybe I shouldn't have called for the hot take machine. I'm sorry for implementing my ideas well, right there. I mean, I, yeah, I it's like your that, fault, Mr. Diva. I feel like that's a hot take that Kimba Walker doesn't like Nick Batum. Oh, so you're going straight up he doesn't like, okay, I got you on that. And I would probably buy into that or, hot or take. Doesn't, or doesn't think that he is, is a number two. I don't he's think not so. a, he's not a Robin to his Batman. No, and, and I think I, I think everybody would. That was probably my agree speculative hot take. I'm sorry it wasn't good enough for you. Look, this is incredible. I mean, this is incredible. You come in here asking for you know a, a certain color of M and M's. You want everybody sitting in in certain kind of chairs, and now you want a certain kind of hot take. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, you guys are just basically my Nick Batum and Jeremy Lamb to oh my Kimba Walker. Wow, that's, that's what you guys wow. are. Wow. Okay, right now. I see how it is. Right. Let's now. see if you get me back hey, here I'll next Friday. This is a dime game for Kimba. I'll pass. I'll serve some softballs up to you. So let's move on because and or not what what do you have for Batum? Like, is that not crazy, or do you feel like that actually could? come to fruition next season I think it can come to fruition I just don't think we're gonna like the result I really you think it's like a first rounder that they're giving up and you wouldn't no like it. I think it's the first rounder they're getting back I just don't like the player that's possibly involved in this because I think they're talking to Minnesota he's talking about Minnesota and I think if we're talking Minnesota we're only talking one guy see now that's a hot take Doug that that's the hot take right there. Right. <laughs> I want I want the Andrew Wiggins take to come in here after no mention of Minnesota whatsoever. That's the hot take I'm looking for. I mean, he's this is why we call it Fire Friday. He's the it, master. That is I, that I is brilliant, Nada. That is excellent. Yes, I, I love that. From this, we got that Andrew Wiggins is going to show up in a Charlotte Hornet uniform. That's not something you want, though. No, I don't want that. I just love that that has come out on the top of your dome like that. I passed it to you, and I appreciate it. It's Fire Friday, baby, and we got Nada the Scribe in here, and I love every second of it. It's the Lockdown Hornets podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll talk a little bit more about what Zach Lowe had to say, and also, like we promised yesterday, we got some sound from Gary Payton, also Tony Allen. Again, it's LOH. Stick around. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're going to talk about Jim or Jay Larinaga and James Borrego. Should get the first name right. (laughs) Well, maybe that one I should get. Actually, his real name is James, but they call him Jay. We'll call him Jay, too. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Hornets on the new Himalaya podcast app. And in every expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Hornets. So a couple of other things that Lowe mentions. He says Bacon is shooting 47% on threes and has looked more in command handling the ball. He has a fondness for the elbows and a whiff of Joe Johnson's leaning mid-range style. Kinda Do it like in December. It. <laughs> do it when it matters do it in january to advance beyond a three and d specialist and his defense is uneven bacon needs to pry open better stuff he doesn't get to the rim or the line enough he has the assist rate of a catch and finish center but he has shown something in this stretch including in three straight 20 plus scoring games in late march to continue he mentions bridges is going to be good a multi-positional swiss army knife Bacon is at least a rotation guy, and the Hornets have to let Malik Monk play through mistakes or trade him. After missing on a heap of picks, 
Charlotte needs the Bridges-Bacon-Monk trio to pop. So we talked about a decent amount of, amount of this stuff yesterday about Malik Monk and what makes sense to let go of him. Why would it make sense to stay with him at least for another season? We talked about the Nick Batum thing. So one, I wonder if Zach Lowe is stealing stuff from our podcast. But also the Malik Monk thing, that's something that we've talked about quite frequently because he's a lottery pick because he hasn't shown you all that much certainly not consistently as a lottery pick and it's a big question surrounding the Hornets on what they're going to do with Malik Monk it comes secondary after what they're going to do with Kimba but it's still a pretty sizable question for this team I think the problem is that Malik Monk's mistakes as Zach Lowe calls them on defense are so crippling that they can single-handedly cost you games And so if you're a team trying to make the playoffs, and if you're a coach in JB trying to instill some kind of defensive philosophy on a team that clearly has it figured out on offense but doesn't have it figured out on defense, how can you justify giving more minutes to Malik Monk? Well, it's very easy, actually. Well, next year it would be easy. I mean, maybe not this year when they're going for the playoff spot, but next year, hell yeah. Especially if Kimba's off of this roster. It would be very easy to say, you know what, Malik, do what you do, and we're going to roll with you no matter what, because, again, winning is not our number one priority right now. No, it's not, but at the same time, you're going to have to let this kid grow because if he's not in these high-pressure situations, he's not in these situations where he can't learn. You don't have the film to teach him, okay, you have to be better in this specific aspect, then what's he there for? And it's like Zach Lowe says, you have to trade him at that point at least get something for him. And by the way, I do want to correct something. I was accused yesterday. I heard the podcast. (laughs) I was accused. Whoa, you listen? I don't. Clearly. But still. (laughs) I was going to say, I want my apology because I have said, yes, there are certain things that make it hard for him to let, let Monk go. It's not you absolutely have to keep him. I was accused by both of you. By saying you absolutely have to keep Malik Monk, and I'm not sure I'm on that fence anymore. I think I heard it. I think I heard it verbatim. Well, Maybe not on Twitter, but I definitely heard it because I came in when you were talking about Malik Monk and people on Twitter saying people want to hold on to him, and I came in with nada. You're not getting a single apology from me because you flip flop so much. Who knows what fence you're on day in and day out? I want my apology <laughs> reparations right now, Branson. <laughs> oh boy, Dwayne Bacon. Let's move on. Where's, where's the my, jazz yeah, music? Where's my Simon Sousa jazz? Music? <laughs> yeah, let's go to the jazz <laughs> music. I, I want to move on. So Dwayne Bacon, it's been awesome to watch him develop here, and it is funny because Zach mentions when you have a weird space that the young players are actually getting minutes in favor of the veterans and they're still winning ball games like they did just a week ago or a couple of weeks ago, then that was certainly a nice surprise. And the young guys that were thriving, Devontae Graham to a certain extent, but Dwayne Bacon, three games in a row where he got 20 points. He had two games in a row where he set a new career high. Dwayne Bacon playing some good defense. I thought you brought up a good point because you are a genius, as you showed yesterday. Thank you. That his best moment was defending Bradley Beal on the baseline so well in that victory against the Washington Wizards. So he's shown you some good things as a two-way player, and we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, that there's just not too many guys that don't sacrifice the talent on one end of the floor. Well, I think it's a moment like that combined with you know the full tape that the coaching staff has on Dwayne Bacon but I think that that moments matter narrative matters and I I think it's moments like that that give the player confidence to take on a bigger role and give the coaching staff uh the the confidence to give that player more leniency I mean it's got to be difficult for players like Devontae Graham and Dwayne Bacon and around the league to bounce back from a G League uh, from a G League team 
back into an NBA rotation. And we've seen it over and over. They're just bouncing back and forth, and they have to be ready to have their number called. And then once they get their number called, I think it's a difficult road to navigate to say, like, okay, what's my role here? You know, who am I distributing to? Who am I, you know, deferring to? And we've finally seen Bacon, you know, in this late stretch when I think the coaching staff obviously gave the young guys more more leg room, more leniency. Veterans got benched or put out of the rotation. I think they finally saw their opportunity. All right, I'm, I'm going to take the reins here. I'm going to do whatever it takes to help this team win. And Bacon, uh, to his credit, uh, made baskets and made defensive stops, and now he's ready to go. I am a big Dwayne Bacon fan, even though the at this point with – just I guess the things like the inconsistency, the inconsistency in Utah bothered me. The fact that he didn't score bothered me a little bit in that Laker game. But I'm willing to live with it because he's shown more than unfortunately Malik has and at times Miles Bridges. Well, and Dwayne Bacon has had his moment that Malik Monk had at the end of last season. So now there is no excuse for Dwayne Bacon. He has to treat this summer as an opportunity to get better and get an opportunity early next season and then take that opportunity early next season and turn it in to a rotation spot that he's absolutely not going to give up. We talked about Malik Monk playing significant minutes and impacting the game in significant minutes. I think it's easy to say that Dwayne Bacon's minutes where he exploded a little bit, they were more significant than what Monk did last year because they were out of it when Monk was actually putting up good numbers and shooting with a good percentage. Dwayne Bacon was doing this while they still were pretty alive. At least they had a second jolt. It, it wasn't a, a thing where we thought they were going to make it, and we were pretty clear about that, but it was at least a possibility, and Bacon, because of him, and large part because of him, that possibility remained. In fairness to Malik, he did have that one moment in November against the Bucks. Well, that's the thing. At the beginning of the season... And against the Heat, you know, against yeah. the Heat, he hits the second shot, right? Or it's the it's the late shot that Kemba doesn't have to hit, and no and one else was hitting. So it was at the beginning, but then he falls off, and it's it sucks to see him fall off. It's the inconsistency there. I like the Hornets having a second jolt at the end of the season. It reminds me of like in a horror movie when the villain when they kill the villain, he's always alive, and then the vi- yeah they're they're all like relaxing for just a second, and then he pops up, and it's like ah. Don't fall for it. He's always alive. Shoot him in the head. If you shoot people, him in- by the way, people are still on Twitter doing, you know, advanced calculus to figure out how the Hornets are going to make the playoffs. I'm telling you people, it's over. I think 538 said there was a 3% chance and everybody's having fun with the Jim Carrey dumb and dumber scene. It's over. My hair is safe. I'm not going to have to shave my head. The, the Charlotte Hornets are not going to make the playoffs. Before we take a break real quickly, Zach Lowe does mention Miles Bridges. He says, again, Miles Bridges is going to be good. A multi-positional Phew. Swiss army knife. So now that we've heard it from Zach Lowe. Thank goodness. I'll take that as gospel. I can just walk away happy from that. Can we get five, four first-round picks? <laughs> I think we can. I think we can if we traded Miles Bridges. Say, probably hold not on. six. See, hold on. I believe this because it's favorable to my team. <laughs> I agree. It helps me. <laughs> so I agree with Zach Lowe. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte, just in a different space now. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. we got some Gary Payton sound on Kemba Walker next after the break. Does anyone even have a Swiss Army knife anymore? This is Locked on Hornets. And the Google description here says, On contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades, named or numbered, <laughs> B shares Batik of New York, N.B.A. 
So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? The Yeah, the wheat was graded uh, C-. minus. Let's get them on. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Let's talk about Wise Cam. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all and is packed with premium features that allow you to see everything from anywhere for only $20. Wise has 1080p full HD. Images so clear that you won't miss a thing. Night vision, two-way audio, and Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products accessible to everyone. You can check on your home anytime with Wise's app live stream. Connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus, and you can live stream with eight times the digital zoom. Wise also has free rolling 14-day cloud storage as well as no subscriptions. Nothing is too small for Wise Cam to watch. Put one of these cameras in front of the TV, turn it on to Fox Sports Southeast before you head out. If you want to watch the horse and season come to an end in real time, you can pull the camera up on your phone and watch what's been a slow, painful death really this season. We had the second jolt, but again, we eventually die anyway. It works with your mobile phone from anywhere, and again, you can get free rolling 14-day cloud storage. Go to wise.com slash locked on hornets to get the guaranteed lowest price. Again, that's wise.com slash locked on hornets. So we had a chance to talk with Gary Payton earlier today on the wake-up call, and Gary Payton had some things to say about Kimba Walker and whether the Hornets should keep him and how he expects everything to go with free agency. I think Michael Jordan should do whatever's possible to keep him there. If you lose Kimba Walker uh, at the Charlotte Hornets, uh, that'll be a devastating blow. Well, now where would you go to? You don't have a player that's that's going to be your franchise player to, to build around to have come there. Now you know what you're going to do when you want to bring a player into to your organization. What are you going to say? Oh, I got... Okay, nobody here. So now, if I got Kimball Walker here, yes, come on and play with this guy. He's going to get you better. He's going he's gonna to play hard for you every night. And that's what Michael Jordan needs. He needs a player that he can go out and say, hey, I got Kimball Walker here, and I got him here for a long period of time. I got him signed up for a long period of time. Come on and play with him, and we're going to get better. That's what he needs. I saw about a dozen disgusting looks from Doug Branson during that audio. With all due respect to... I was about to say, be easy now with Gary, right? I, I, like, I, I think I know what Doug's going to say because I had the same same joke in my head right now. Well, be, be easy with Gary. Go ahead, though. With all due respect to the glove, right? That's More like, like a mitten, Gary. The glove, GP, Gary Payton. <laughs> I got With you. all due respect to Gare Bear, uh, the Hornets have not been able to convince anyone. Michael Jordan has not been able to convince anyone uh, of of substance to to come and play with Kimba Walker. I mean, Lance Stevenson, they, they almost got Gordon Hayward. I'll give Lance him Stevenson. I'll give him I, you're, you're right to mention him. And, Big Al and, Jefferson. Yeah, it's still funny. And Nick Batum was was totally in the gutter before they they made that trade, was was not doing well in Portland. The, the injuries were a factor there. But they, the point is, they have not been able to go out and get star power. And I don't think that changes if, if they retain Kimba Walker despite his all-NBA uh, run that he's made here at the end of the season. I like I get why keeping him might be the best thing, but you know what? I'm going to do this like Gary Payton. Why? Why would why why would it be the best thing? Because there's no one ever coming back to Charlotte. Oh, I messed that up. Oh well. What? I don't. No, it, there's his I was legitimately pattern. worried about you for about yeah, ten I, seconds. There, I was going to run into the studio. I, we were going to abandon everything. Well, I was going to have Doug kind of carry me in there. I didn't want to walk. I mean, I'm I'm not going to walk. Diva. Doug's going to carry me. But I, I wanted to make sure that you were okay. Still. No, I'm good. 
I'm good. All right. I was trying to make fun of uh, GP's speech pattern, and I messed oh, that boy, up. You're, you Yikes, careful. guys. Jeez. Why are y'all coming I, at whoa, Gary whoa, like whoa, that? Whoa, whoa, It wasn't. No, there's only one person. I said oh, with you all due disagreed. respect. You disagreed. You can say anything you want. When I, you say, <laughs> with all due respect, then you can say anything you want. No, no. <laughs> and I did not insult Gary. I just disagreed with him. I, I think historically, the Hornets have not been able to put anybody beside Kimba Walker. And here, I'll say this, too. If you signed Kimba Walker to a supermax deal and and can't put anyone else around him then you're just you're wasting time like they've tried this formula and it and it hasn't worked and at some point when you try the same thing with no historical results that makes you insane I would agree with you. I just didn't want to disagree. I just wanted to make Doug be the You're bad guy. You're just trying here. to get Gary Payton Again. to come after me, and I'm not. I'm not trying to insult the glove. We yeah, have yeah, come after him, GP. If you're listening, come after Doug. Yeah, that leave was me D- alone. That was Doug who did that insult to him. We've got some Tony Allen audio as well. Now he's a legend of the podcast. That's really the only reason we're playing it. It is a great story, but just because he's a legend of the podcast, despite not ever playing for the Hornets, we've got this audio for you. Three years in a row, I'm talking about. I'm telling the referees, like, what's up with your boss, man? Yeah, I, this is how you to talk to the referee. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Yeah, I was just letting you know. How you doing, sir? Yeah, what's your name? Okay, uh, uh-huh. Courtney. Okay, Courtney. Yeah, Tony Allen, man. Mr. First Team All Defense. How you doing, man? I will, I, I will be physical today, man. And I'll talk to him and let him know. You'd say it. So, look, one day, right, I promise to God, no lie. The dude. Nope. Danny Crawford, light-skinned guy. Yep. Kind of George Jefferson looking. He, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's my guy. He's from Chicago. So, listen. I, I remember one day, oh, I forgot what player, but all I remember is a dude going up for a shot. I kind of like kind of bumped him a little bit and contested the shot a little bit, kind of blocked the ball, went out of bounds. He looked at the ref like, yo, you don't see this? You don't see this? And I promise you up to God, like, listen, <laughs> the guy said, Danny Graffer said, man, that's first team all defense, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the Tony Allen audio that you have archived any place. I want all of it. Now, first things first, I do have to applaud Tony Allen because I'm gonna t- I'm gonna pull you back beneath the cur- behind the curtain of Black America right now. You know what he did? He did the I'm talking to the cops voice yeah. with the refs. Well, it's it's the voice that your mom has on the phone. That's the voice. It's it's she's destroying you. She's she's verbally abusing you. And then she has a phone call and she answers it like she's just the nicest lady in the world. That's the voice that Tony Allen used on the ref. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gotten me out of maybe one or two tickets. It's failed more than actually has succeeded. <laughs> but still, that's not the point. But that's exact. He's like, hey, sir, how you doing? First team all defense. I love that from Tony Allen. Well, you watch these games, right? And you see players interacting with the referees. You don't know exactly what they're saying. Sometimes they, the players look distraught. Sometimes the refs look distraught. But I think you, a lot of people think to themselves, like, why are why are why are the, why is this communication even happening? Because the referees are going to call the game like the referees call the game because they have a rule book and they you know they're using their best judgment. Uh, and sometimes their worst judgment to referee these games, and they're not listening to the players at all. But Tony just revealed to you that actually some of this communication, some of this gamesmanship, sometimes it works. I want to talk a little bit before we end today just about some of the draft prospects that have declared for the NBA and and just rapid fire almost because we don't have a whole lot of time. Kobe White has declared, and it feels like of the guys that have declared, Nas Little and Kobe White – would be there for a potential Charlotte Hornets selection. I feel like most of us would be higher on Kobe White in that scenario. Although his transformation 
his his stock rising just shooting up the draft board since the beginning of the season it's been pretty remarkable I don't think he's going to be there if he is there I would love the pick but I don't think that Kobe White is going to be there what do you guys think I'm kind of of the mind that he's going to be there there's a there's stuff I know Justin Thomas friend of the pod brought up his handle I am kind of worried about his handle I do think that He's a two guard more than he is an actual point guard. And I, like, there's more stuff I got to look at, but I think he's going to be there. And if he's there, then take him. How about Romeo Langford from Indiana? I thought about that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's somebody apparently that played with thumb trouble all year long. He's going to have surgery, I think, to fix. I mean, is it ligament damage? I'm not exactly sure, but he's going to have surgery this offseason and he should be okay. And Romeo Langford was somebody that was considered a top five, kind of that Nas little level at the beginning of the season where he was, I think, second team all Big Ten, first team all freshman Big Ten. Romeo Langford would be interesting. I haven't seen his game a whole lot, and we'll get into that as the offseason rolls along and start watching our film. And Doug can pretend like he says that he knows about the college prospects. Big time scorer out of Indiana University. (laughs) I mean, you want this guy on your team, six. Six foot six, six eleven wingspan, nineteen years old, a little young, but let me tell you, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a big time player. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, good. as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you after this weekend. Mm-hmm.